0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys. And take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Every week on Jordan, Jesse Go, we take a look at traditional handicrafts across the world. (sighs) Hey, Jesse. Yeah.
2: Can I talk about our format for a second? Sure. We've been doing this program about traditional handicrafts. A handcrafted program
1: about traditional handicrafts. Of course. Yeah.
2: Um, I know our slogan. I've seen our sweatshirts. Sure. I know that's our slogan. Right. Um it's been I've been keeping something inside. For low these eleven years we've been doing this crafts show, which yeah. is what we've been doing. Well, handicrafts. Handicrafts. Yeah.
1: Sorry, I'm using short. I'm just trying to – this is difficult for me, so I'm trying to speed through it. I'm just worried that if somebody's listening for the first time, right. they might think that we're going to you know, make things out of Popsicle sticks mm-hmm. when, in, when in fact we're talking about everything from a- hand weaving right. to uh, the creation of uh, figurines and tchotchkes <laughs> uh, to whittling.
2: Um.
1: I you could whittle a figurine or a tchotchke, admittedly.
2: Sure, I mean just listen to episode four eighty three. Right, that's we go very uh, we go really deep. Right. Mark Marin's great on that episode. Right. Um, I this podcast has been subtly wounding me for mm-hmm. a low these eleven years because wow, and well, I've never said anything before. Let's get this out there. Um, Speaking at of of a very Maron. open your heart, buddy. At a very thank you. I'm about to get real raw and uncensored. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Because that's what people want out of a podcast. They mm-hmm. want you to be real, raw, and uncensored. And I feel like I haven't been. Right. They so, expect
1: a certain intimacy.
2: Sure. Um, and I'm about to give it to him because um, when I was a child, you know, you've never met my dad. Basket weaving would be another good example of a sure, absolutely. Just episode 383. Pete Holmes right. is great in that episode. Yeah, Pete Holmes really. It's weird how the subject of God kept coming up. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is God but the first basket weaver? Yeah, that's true. Um, So, you've never met my dad, right? No. And, you know, I think I've explained it away in the past by just saying that, you know, we don't have a great relationship. And, you know, he and my mom uh, are divorced and, you know, don't speak anymore. But the real reason is that he was um, killed by a cinnamon broom. Oh,
1: wow. (laughs) Really?
2: Yeah. And, you know, we've been doing this show about handicrafts.
1: Was it a person wielding a cinnamon broom or an animated cinnamon broom? We think it was bewitched. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, unclear.
2: Right. It could have been a burglar that, you know, just used the first thing that was around. Could have been bewitched. Could have been an I dream of genie. Sure. It could have been a a cruel genie. Yeah. Um, You know, whatever the reason, you know, whatever was motivating the broom, unclear, but it You know, the broom, the cinnamon broom did him in. Right. Um, He was dead, but boy, I mean, fresh breath to the end. Right. (laughs) Um, So I don't think
1: I can continue with this format. Well, what about this? Okay. Uh, Just as a pitch. Please. uh, We have a fellow podcaster here. Okay. And I know that she was excited to talk about handicrafts. Mm -hmm um but she is the host of a podcast called Smart Mouth about mm-hmm. the history of food yeah uh, which isn't strictly speaking a handicraft so maybe this is a time for us to take a break do you hold on real quick do you think she she misread the notice and is, thought she was coming on to talk about handy snacks
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> cheese and cracker delivery service
1: <laughs> that seems likely yeah delivery that method seems likely Delivery method, yeah. yeah. Although I would enjoy a Handy Snacks delivery, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. God, I think uh, they're tough to get. the The biggest problem is it's hard to get put the right amount of cheese onto the cracker. Yeah. You either run out of cheese or you run out of crackers.
2: I accidentally eat the red stick a lot. <laughs> I know, That's which a big causes problem for me. painful stools.
1: <laughs> Our guest on this week's Jordan Jesse Go, uh, as I said, the host of the Smart Mouth Podcast, uh, Catherine Spires. How are you?
3: Good. Thank you for having me.
1: Welcome to the show. I'm sorry that we're not going to talk handicrafts, but there's a lot of fun stuff to talk about nonetheless.
3: I'm feeling a little emotional, Jordan. I never knew that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. You
1: know, I play a lot of this stuff close to the vest, but um, you
2: know, something I've been talking about my with my therapist has been opening up. Good. um, It feels good. A weight's been lifted.
3: Good. This is all great stuff.
2: Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm dreading the holiday season when everybody puts those cinnamon brooms out. Right. I'm just okay. gonna
1: shriek and run out of Pier One. That's gonna be really <laughs> tough. It's really tough. I know it's hard for you to be in Pier One anyway because of how you feel about papasan chairs. <laughs> sure. Not to mention wicker. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of bad memories. Can I ask you guys a com- entirely non facetious question? Yes, you can. Did either of you guys get is the bu- Is the bullshit over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Bullshit over. Great. Done. Did either of you We're guys get to have? I mean, this is. This is still relatively spe- – relative to like most public discourse, this rule remain bullshit. Right. But it will just be a slightly lower level of bullshit. We're yeah. gearing down. Yeah. There's some engine breaking not on started, this this ain't,
2: this ain't face the nation all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's why John Dickerson's <laughs> waiting for me in the car. <laughs> uh, I'm John McLaughlin. Handy snacks. Your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I eat the stick. <laughs> Cincinnati <laughs> did, you, did you did you get to have a handy snack do
3: you know what handy snacks are Catherine absolutely yes, okay especially when you mentioned the red stick I never eat them myself but I got what you were talking about it's a
1: little plastic pouch with a pouch of spreading cheese mm-hmm. and four or five little crackers yeah that you get for a quarter at the checkout
4: that's right of the yeah.
1: grocery store mm-hmm. did you ever did you were you guys ever allowed to have that
3: um, not by my mom Sort of mm-hmm. like if she wasn't around.
1: Yeah, that's my what's mom, up.
3: Yeah, she wasn't into processed food.
1: Yeah, I feel like my dad also uh, – my, my parents were divorced and my, my mom was much better at food mm-hmm. than my dad was. Uh, like my dad knew how to cook salad. that's
3: healthy or do you mean jello salad
1: no it was a leafy (laughs) salad Uh, my dad the thing about my dad is he loves it was encased in jello you had to dig through (laughs) jello to get to the iceberg right my dad loves all food so Mm. uh, yeah like a a steak once a week we would have at my dad's house and salad and pasta and that was pretty much the that was the that was the run of the house Mm. but My dad, because he didn't even know how to make—my dad would make the most disgusting sandwiches for me with, like, grocery store wheat bread and bologna Mm -hmm. and just horrible—these horrible sandwiches that I would just throw away immediately upon getting to school for years.
2: You don't know if the moth was in there on accident or
1: because he put it there. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, the two two indulgences were once in a while somehow he would buy me one— Handy snacks. Just the one. And I'm talking about when I say once in a while, this probably happened 15 times in my childhood mm-hmm. total. Uh, and the other was on, our, on my way to school, when we were waiting for the 14 mission bus to go to school, uh, there was a Mexican convenience store there and I would be allowed uh, to purchase a mango nectar, mm-hmm. which I did not even like. I want to be clear. I did not like mango nectars, but I was just excited to be allowed to have anything.
3: Yeah. Is everything exciting to you now, now that the whole world has opened up beyond handy snacks and mango nectars?
1: Oh, God. I had this cherimoya yesterday. I can't even begin to tell you. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the custard <laughs> apple. God bless it. <laughs>
2: uh, we, uh, growing up, we, uh, I did not uh, did not eat very healthfully growing up. Mm-hmm. My mom is a kind of, my mom and sister are both kind of naturally kind of thin people. Uh, so I think me being kind of prone to chunking up was beyond them and your mom is a master of comfort foods right your mom's yes from Texas. she's southern so okay. lots of gumbos lots of jambalayas lots of chicken fried what have you's oh, uh, man. Uh, good things. gravies yeah both cream and other yeah <laughs> uh name a gravy We've, we <laughs> name a gravy we'll soak
1: something in it you know since i moved to los angeles i only eat green gravies mm, mm, mm-hmm. i have a green gravy for breakfast sure yeah yeah because um, the spirulina is good for you. It <laughs>
3: is so good.
1: I'm on a gravy cleanse right now with reishi. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: handy snacks: dunkaroos, gushers, shark bites. You name it. You got it all in that the stuff. Lunch. Yeah.
1: Oh my god.
2: But the one, the what, the place my mom drew the line. The shark thing, bites. Oh god, you probably had so many great whites. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a while, you get a bag all great whites. Oh wow. my god. And you could trade that on the playground for meth. Yeah. If you had an all great white shark, I got bite the pouch. deed to someone's
1: grandpa's house. Mm, sure. <laughs> um the, the They said it had treasure in it and it did. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
3: Golly.
2: Um The one the place my mom drew the line was sugar cereals. So oh, no wow. sugar cereals. So we had we had grape nuts, sometimes frosted flakes. Uh-huh. Um, which I know is a sugar cereal, but it's but it's not a it's not a cookie crisp, you know. Right. right. Um
3: our rule was sugar couldn't be in the top 3 ingredients of
2: uh, the cereal. Oh, okay. So, so what were you what was the what was the cereal you
3: Um Special K. Okay. When that came out, I think Honey Nut Cheerios might And that was be your
1: nickname past? in high school, too. Right? You know it? Yeah. <laughs> you at that time you were an athletic older woman. <laughs> yeah.
3: I was. Yeah. I was. I've always been my true form. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, but your mom was kind of full of it. No sugar cereals?
2: Yeah, it's just such a weird, arbitrary thing to do. And and sometimes I will be in the grocery store, and Mm -hmm. I will go buy the sugar cereals, and I'll have this notion. I'm like, hell yeah. I don't live with my mom anymore. (laughs) I'm 35. I could buy several of these sugar cereals, and I could take them home. And sometimes I do, and then I fucking have a bowl, and I'm like... This sucks. I'm <laughs> yeah. not I'm not mad that I didn't get to have it as a kid. Corn like two bites of Lucky Charms is good. Beyond that is just it is just this gross death march of a meal. Anyway.
3: What about middle ground corn pops? Uh I mean three bites, four bites? Wow, I can House a box of corn pops. Go to town. Yeah. Okay. I can really get into it.
1: You know what's terrible for you? Raisin bran. Oh, yeah? Raisin bran, because it's all raisins. <laughs> a raisin is a... A grape is a sugar bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they're like, what if we got rid of the water to focus the sugar?
2: But we also dunked them in sugar (laughs) we also gave them just in
1: case (laughs) yeah you never know some of the sugar may have escaped I accidentally looked at like the nutritional value of raisin bran Mm -hmm. once it's bonkers yeah you might as well it might as well be sun sun sun-kissed orange soda the cereal Mm.
2: yeah Uh, is there something growing up with a mom who was strict about food is Mm -hmm. there something where you're like now I can buy this
3: oh man Um, ice cream okay because y-
1: your you, mom didn't let you have ice cream.
3: Uh you could have a popsicle in the summer.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Did you talk to child <laughs> The Protected seasonal things <laughs> services?
3: Oh yeah, it came up. That's
1: worth a call to CPS.
3: I think so. I think so. She always wanted to like bake pies. Mm-hmm. No, I want something store-bought with a lot of calories. And like pizza. I mean, of I want
1: pie it. too though.
3: Oh, I don't. I didn't. Okay. I don't appreciate pie. I my
1: my mom shopped at the rainbow grocery store. Mm-hmm. The nat, uh, an old, old-timey, old old-school natural food store with a lot of bulk bins. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't on principle particularly. It was just the one that was nearest to... We didn't have a car, so it was the one that was in walk, within walking distance of our house. And so when I would go with my mom to go grocery shopping, you know, sometimes a parent... You know, my, my parents were divorced, so they needed me to come with them when they went to the okay. grocery mm-hmm. store. And so... To sweeten the deal and say, oh, you can pick out a treat. The volume of carob foods Mm. that I ate. Sure. And that's another thing where I would eat it because I want a treat. Sure. You've been a good boy. But it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Carob is gross. Yeah, carob sucks. It's not just bad compared to chocolate. It's bad overall. Sure. I don't even want to eat some of it. As far as natural food store treats,
2: just get a handful of seeds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Instead of carob. You can get loose seeds. I eat those fig bars. Those are okay. Yeah, fruit leather. Yeah. Fruit My dad
3: shopped at the hippie grocery store in Seattle too, and uh, he would only buy goat's milk.
1: Oh mm-hmm. wow! No Why was that?
3: Oh, I'm sure he had all kinds of reasons. Probably some of them he like sourced from the Bible. Even. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs>
1: wow. It was
3: it was a trip. Growing you got to look at him. primary sources. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. sure. You absolutely do. Um,
1: I only eat shellfish milk. <laughs>
3: Wow. Which is de- from the Bible,
1: but I, I'm not a good reader. I only drink milk from <laughs> heterosexual cows. <laughs> wow.
2: Thank you. No wow. gay cow milk. Thank you. Amazing. Sorry. It's just unnatural.
4: <laughs> and
3: he wanted it from, um, only from glass jars, too. No cardboard what? containers.
1: What does goat milk taste like? Hell. Hell. <laughs> yeah. It's like licking the floor of hell. Yeah.
3: It is not a good situation.
1: I only wish that I could convey to you, the listener at home, the conviction that's flowing across Catherine's face right now as she decries goat milk. <laughs>
3: I mean, if you want to try it, try it. That was my personal opinion, and I don't want to you yeah. know, disparage the goat milk industry. I will. But,
2: okay.
1: Goat okay. milk fucking sucks. I've never even had it, and I know it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I tell a
2: food story that involves Catherine that I've been like meaning to tell her that because I am a terrible person, have been saying, can we save this for a podcast? Yes, <laughs> of course. Amazing. Uh, so uh Catherine is one of my favorite food writing people. Oh, thank you. And uh before we did the uh before we did the London Podcast Festival, I did a I did a did a pre London Podcast Festival jaunt to Paris and then took the took the chunnel. I chunned down right. to London. Yeah. You know I love to chun. Yeah. <laughs> um and I just did a general kind of ask on social media for like Yes. Is this anything? Jesse. Everybody you- George Chun tonight?
4: <laughs> 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 mm-hmm.
2: Let's see. Hold on. Let me take out my <laughs> giant calculator here. I'm going to put on my green visor. Uh-huh. <clears throat> sleeve garters. Thun- George thun- wearing sleeve garters. Thun- Basically everything from
1: the movie Brazil okay, is happening okay. right now. Okay,
2: it looks like no, it is not. Okay, that is well nothing. I'm
1: glad I interrupted you then. Go
2: ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Catherine, who is a who is a Parisophile, would sure, you say you're yeah. a
3: Parisophile? Um, I realized that I didn't remember how many times I had been there, which makes me an
2: asshole. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. Um, you so, know what makes me an asshole about Paris? What? I thought their tap water was better. <laughs> I, I was like this tap water is so good.
3: Very pretentious, yes.
2: Um and you uh you shot a lot of great restaurants my way. Mm-hmm. Uh and I made a reservation for one of them you mentioned uh called Georgette.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: For like the like I I getting off the plane, I'm putting down my stuff, I'm going to Georgette. That was that was my plan. Mm-hmm. And and it proceeded to be the most fucking French ass thing in <laughs> history. First of all, on my walk there, I walked by a cafe and there was a woman drinking cappuccino and crying <laughs> by herself. <God. laughs> and I'm like, oh, look where I am. I'm in f- fucking France. Bienvenue à Paris. <laughs> yeah. Look at me. I'm Amelie over here. And I went to Georgette and I and the the waiter was this was this just kind of darling, soft voiced man who spoke pretty good English. Mm-hmm. And you know just doted on me i was there alone so he just kind of doted and doted and talked you know and was like my buddy that's so sweet and he asked me you know kind of second course comes he's asked me how how's how's the meal mm-hmm. um uh and i said oh it's it's delicious it's it's basically because it was it was basically perfect like everything was just fucking delicious and perfect and i'm like it's it's perfect it's a really it's a really wonderful meal and he says i'll let the sensitive man in the kitchen know <laughs> Oh, wow. I'll let the sensitive man in the
1: kitchen know.
2: <laughs> I'm like, what is? Where am I? I'm fucking.
1: And so many feelings little, everywhere. Little do you know, that's just what he calls his junk. <laughs> yeah, the sensitive man downstairs <laughs> yeah. in the pants kitchen. Yeah. and and he asked
2: me, as you know, as I'm kind of, uh, you know, as, as the dessert's coming, he's like, mm-hmm. "How did you come to find us?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "My friend is a food writer." and uh, and you know she insisted i come here <laughs> and so when the check's coming i i i i just freak out about tipping any time i travel and i just had to ask him about i'm like hey like i don't see a thing on here for tipping is that okay he's like oh a tip's not necessary i just want you to know that your friend was right <laughs>
4: oh i'm like
2: what <laughs> <laughs> what That's so amazing it was great it was the best <laughs> he tipped you yeah that's lovely. And the dessert was an accordion. It wasn't. Oh. No. <laughs> nah. The only way it could have been more fresh. It was a concertina. <laughs> yeah. Where did, so did you You took some sort of cool food vacation recently, right? Did you go somewhere?
3: Well, I guess every vacation I take ends up being a food vacation. Yeah. I have to take pictures to put them on my podcast Instagram and
2: oh, convince sure. the
3: people that I know what I'm talking about yeah. or whatever. I went to Paris and Berlin. Okay. Um, Paris had a lot of... You know, classical French style stuff. Berlin was interesting. I didn't know there could be that many vegan Vietnamese restaurants in one city.
2: Wow. Yeah. Why is that? Why do they have that?
3: Um, there's a lot of Vietnamese people there, so that part makes sense. Okay. The vegan part, the theory that I completely made up is that Germany has such a strong sausage eating tradition mm-hmm. that some people are like, Enough. Sure. That's
1: it. Enough cased meats. Yeah,
3: and they just go full vegan. We
1: only want tofu and lemongrass. Yeah. Okay. I love that stuff. Not Vietnamese vegan Vietnamese food. I'm sure I'd be fine with that. Uh, <laughs> it's probably pretty good as far as yeah. vegan food goes. I bet yeah. they do. Lots I bet of herbs they do. And, Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, that weird metallic herb. Mm-hmm. Get that in there. <laughs> Sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm. I'll have a sprouty soup. <laughs> I ate a. I ate a a gorgeous German meal, in. Mexico once (laughs) and uh, I was in I want to say Puerto Vallarta somewhere where we had been gifted a timeshare for our wedding Uh and we're like we're going to go to Mexico we're going to go to this timeshare and do dumb beach things and we're going to go to have another additional few days in a different place of real trip (laughs) but we're in this timeshare and we're asking around what's the good restaurant in town they're like go go to this German restaurant It's just this weird old German couple that own a restaurant in Puerto Vallarta because they wanted to live in the beach or whatever. Why not? Home run, spectacular meal. I have been thinking about schnitzel and spetzel ever since (laughs) and have have been completely unable to satisfy. Like, I would gladly eat schnitzel, spetzel, and sauerkraut indefinitely.
3: Just those three things?
1: I will eat all sausages, pounded meats, (laughs) and uh, pickled vegetables forever.
3: You really do love German food. Yeah. Because that's all it is, so.
1: Yeah, well, I'm in. Great.
2: (laughs) I'll eat a a curry verse. How do you feel, as a non-drinker, are you disappointed
1: that you don't get to have something out of a stein? Yeah. I think that is probably, like, I don't, you know, beer is one of those things where I think you have to convince yourself to like beer. Um and that 's great i 'm glad i don't i'm not don 't want to suggest that i 'm casting aspersions upon that like if you have convinced mm. yourself mm. i'm I absolutely believe that it is sincerely wonderful to you, and I say, Go to town a plus thumbs up, tell me about those notes sure okay uh but you know like i i 'm not a drinker, but i 've had alcoholic beverages, mm. and I think oh wine like, i'll oh, that tastes nice and I have a beer i 'm like mm, that's pretty gross <laughs> and so i don't there's no part of me that wishes I could have that taste, as I sometimes do with, like, sometimes I think, like, wow, like, wine pairings sound great, mm-hmm. you know, like, but, meh, you know, I'm not going to start drinking. But you that.
2: have your Sprite pairings. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> you have to bring out various <laughs> Sprites. <laughs> Uh, yes. Can I have a uh, do you have something in a code red <laughs> Um Can you give me that berry one that Kobe Bryant sure. endorsed? Well I think with code red you're getting this from your Dumalier. <laughs> yeah It's a smallier but for do. Wow. Um I uh I do think that the main thing you are missing <clears throat> is a stein.
2: Yeah. I don't <clears throat> I don't like I like sip I like, you know, I like a little bit of beer, especially, you know, like You know, hot day, cold beer, fucking perfect. Like a cold Guinness is great. Like, I don't, but I don't like a night where I drink tons and tons of beer. So the, the, the Stein. Is so fucking fun that it counteracts my want to not drink a lot of beer. Yeah. <laughs> do you
3: bring a stein with you every time you go out to a bar, just so you can drink it out of the stein?
2: Fuck! What a what a rad affectation! I should right. totally do that. Yes. I should be stein guy.
4: Yes. Stein should.
1: guy. We made Max Fun steins mm-hmm. for uh, uh, the Max Fun drive last mm-hmm. year, and there's some around the office, and. I will admit that sometimes I will just, you know, often my our friends at UC Irvine sent a uh, UC Irvine glass to me uh, when I talked about how they have a, uh, not UC Irvine, uh, UC Davis, mm-hmm. sent me a UC Davis glass to me when I talked about how they have a cow with a hole in the side that you can reach into mm-hmm. uh, to check out what's inside its tummy. <laughs> oh, God. Um, they sent me that, and I, I'm very grateful, but... I will like just sit at my desk drinking tap water out of this giant crystal stuff, <laughs> like a Viking, yeah, as a Viking would drink tap water, certainly, sure,
3: why don't you fill it with a nice martinelli's or something To so get I
1: the would. look of it you know martinelli's is a nice drink, it is martinelli's is very good, yeah. I don't even like apple juice, really, and sure, I really like martinelli's oh, like that's if good. if I'm at like thanksgiving and and there's martinelli's on the table, I'll drink the shit out of that, Absolutely. and I'll be glad to do it,
4: yeah.
3: No, it's excellent.
1: You guys had the uh, uh, after martinellis with a little splash of grape in there? Oh. It works. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Well, Sounds nice. exciting. Yeah. I, I had a I had a cranberry one at some point, I think. Get the grape. Okay. <laughs> I'll, br- I'll branch out this Thanksgiving. Yeah. Get the grape. That's my new catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: gotta get the grape. <laughs> gotta get the grape. Uh, Catherine, I had a really good time on your podcast. Thank you. An episode I'm glad. that is... Uh, maybe not out yet. Not yet. No, not out yet. At no, some point, we'll come out. Yeah, it'll happen. Uh, so the premise of of it your got show got killed.
1: She's just the one to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> her editor spiked it.
2: To be fair, there were a lot of
1: slurs. <laughs> I don't know. I was in a mood. You this really is like were. that. This is like that time I did a seventy five minute interview with Planet Money, mm. and it just never appeared. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Probably all the slurs. Yeah.
3: You guys.
2: They wanted to talk about probably like you know self run business and new media. Right. But you know you just. Couldn't stop railing about those Italians. (laughs) Yeah, well,
1: you know, well, you know how I feel about those Italians. You don't like how they talk
2: with their hands. (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. And uh so the premise of your show is that you, you take you take your guests' favorite food mm-hmm. and then you do the research as to the history of that food mm-hmm. and then they you blow their mind with the history of yes. it. We talked yes. about apps yeah. on my episode. Platters. Platters. Yeah.
3: poo poo platters. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Which we did not laugh
1: at, by the way.
3: No, not not once. It's a very mature show. Yes. Very very serious. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, a poo-poo platter is like at a tiki restaurant or like an yes. old-timey Chinese restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Like a, it's a, it's like a one of those things where, when, uh, in the times when you would like open a menu would be like, "What do you got that's American?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah.
3: Everything on it has to be either fried or sweet. Yeah. One of the two.
1: And they all have cream cheese, right?
3: So much cream cheese. Yeah. It's the wildest thing.
1: I'm not against it. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah.
2: I mean, it is good. In our app discussion, there was a culture that. That That had a rat app, right? <laughs> well,
3: yeah, in ancient Rome, right you wanted you would uh, kill some mice and stuff them with various goodies
2: and then eat them.
3: That's oh, a delicious. Wow. Like that really gets the juices going, right? Yeah. I mean, now you're like, yeah. Now I could go for something bigger. Now
1: eat a whole eat a whole being. Yeah. I I have a rat app as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to uh, disrupt the labor protest vertical.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. So if you need an inflatable rat, yeah. for your wow. protest, <laughs> just download Rat App. Yeah.
3: I have like talked about upsetting things a lot that's the thing about food is the more you know the more you're like oh the whole industry is messed up yeah and lots of times i end up yelling at my guest about thomas jefferson and about how everything we know about him is a lie (laughs) okay How, how has that
2: come up multiple times Listen, my podcast is a blast it sounds like a hoot
3: um people are always like oh thomas jefferson was the first person to bring this to america
2: no he wasn't Everyone stopped doing that. What, is he, what, is, what do they say he brought over that he did Ice not? Ice
3: cream, macaroni and cheese. Uh,
1: Sexual assault of slaves.
3: <laughs> exactly. Sure. It was, and they talk about how he like, was such a gourmet. No, his slaves were. And yeah. he sent them all to France and had them come back and keep working. And anything that was like invented by a White House chef, that was a slave. So it's lots of depressing stuff. I talked to Danny Trejo about food in prison.
1: Oh, that's oh, fun. Fascinating. Has Danny
3: Trejo been to prison? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that about Long-time. Danny Trejo. Yeah. No
1: wonder he's such a folk hero. Yes. <laughs>
3: yes, he is. His,
1: uh, his terrifying quality is genuine. Yes. It's earned.
3: Yeah. No, he is. he's so scary when he wants to be. But we actually did the interview in one of his restaurants in a Trejo's Tacos. That guy loves to work a room. Oh yeah he's like he it's the definition of a gla- glad hander mm. so much fun, so kind though you know he'll just stare at you while you're interviewing and really get engaged and into it, and he was talking about how if you don't have good food you're you don't have good behavior, and that goes for adults in prison too and it was so rad to talk to him, and then he went and took pictures of all the little kids who were eating there. He's a delight of a human
2: you know i think i think on on this show we we sometimes have a like a shorthand for like annoying L.A. food trends mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, the weird menu at Cafe Gratitude or there's all you you shake. You're shaking your
1: head.
3: Well, because you said Cafe Gratitude. So I have to roll my head. Sure. Yeah, just yeah. Immediately.
1: The category generally is things you have to wait in line for while you're hungry. Sure. <laughs> um,
2: poke. There's a lot of poke mm-hmm. around now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think uh, a delightful L.A. food trend that we can use a shorthand that. Uh, I actually am in, in support of is every restaurant is now owned by Danny Trejo yeah, <laughs> and that has a big
1: cartoon Danny Trejo face Absolutely. on the side. I'm not on board for this. Yeah? I would like s- some restaurants to be owned by Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> okay. He should. He should. Hey, Forrest Whitaker, get out. I don't know if you're a foodie. Forrest Whitaker's sleepy-eyed soups. <laughs> for- Forrest Whitaker's night-night chowder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you want to have a weird voice in Star Wars, <laughs> have some Night-Night chowder.
4: Oh,
1: man. Remember when they put man, why why isn't he in every movie? Yeah. Probably should be. He should be in As far as I'm concerned, I'm on board not only for him being in every movie, but him being in every movie as Ghost Dog from Ghost Dog Wave of the mm, Samurai. Sure. So that is a
2: kind of a hub universe. Yeah.
1: So Ghost Dog is a hub movie that yeah, all exactly. of the movies spring from. That yeah, makes exactly. sense. And then that part where he's walking down the street and he nods to the Riza. Mm-hmm. That's, in that folds in the entire Wu-Tang universe. <laughs> I was...
4: <laughs> God,
1: this is so dumb. I was reminiscing with a friend of mine. Jordan, can you just decide before you tell this story? <laughs> do you want to tell a dumb story on Jordan Jesse Go? Because this is a very Maybe, sophisticated. That's program. true. That's
2: true. Maybe we could chop this out and just put it in like a bonus, <laughs> or it could be an Easter egg, something like that. Got it. Maybe it could be a little afterward, like if you you know when you stay after the credits in a Marvel movie. Or I
1: like something. the idea of making it an Easter egg. Let's let's. Take, uh, uh, Brian, if you're listening right now, uh, to this, and I, I hope you are, mm. uh, because you're the producer of this show, <laughs> uh, cut this out and then have it play when you clear level 10 on Minesweeper. Sure.
2: Yeah. So this is, solely only for dedicated listeners yeah. or my, Minesweeper pros. Yeah. Or if you evade
1: the Yeti on Free Ski.
2: Uh, oh. So, the, last week on the show, my buddy, uh, 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 um, Liz Scudlow was on, and we met each other because we were both in the same uh, Writers Guild initiation meeting. Hmm. Uh, so we were
1: like, you know- she we you had the blood of the same goat on your
2: hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we both jacked off on the same cracker. <laughs> Got it. Um, and- And
1: fed it to George H.W. Bush's skull.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think this is- Yeah, I mean, you, you get it. Um so we were, uh, you know, and you're in this, you're in these kind of smaller groups when you get in, but you you get this big inspirational speech in a bigger group, and in our bigger group, um, you know, it was all the kind of new writers, people who had recently joined the WGA, and in the back, uh, the Rizzo was there. Yeah, and he, uh, you know, and there's a little Q and A, and the uh, the RZA stood up and uh, asked a question about when you can expect residuals. And I'm like, do you remember when that happened? When the Rizzo stood up and he asked that question, she's like, yeah. Hey, do you think the resistance stands for residuals? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty good, uh, uh, Brian. I, I take it back. Uh, let's build Just the Cut whole, that out. And... Let's build a whole show around that. Anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Moore's Boy Detective. We have a sponsor on this week's program. It's our friends at Bespoke. Bespoke Post is a subscription club with unique monthly boxes centered around a theme. We actually got a couple of these boxes in the mail. They are really impressive.
2: Hey, just you know what I'm doing next to Bespoke Post? What's that? I am barrel aging my own Irish whiskey. Really? Yes, because of a nice box I got from Bespoke Post. They send you a nice glass jar and you pour in spirit of your choice. Uh For me, it was Irish whiskey. Uh They give you an oak stick. You put that in the jar. You leave it in a cool, dark place. Ten, ten days later, your your ordinary spirit is a barrel-aged uh, a barrel
1: delight. I got a whole set of stuff to make pasta with. Mm-hmm. Beautiful stuff. And I got a, a neat dop kit, very stylish dop kit, full of high-quality grooming products.
2: Uh, no commitments. They tell you about your box on the first of each month, and you have five
1: days to keep it. Switch it or skip it every box has about 70 bucks worth of stuff but it only costs 45 so it's a pretty good value to receive 20% off your first subscription box go to bespokepost.com and enter the promo code JJGO at checkout that's 20% off your first box at B-E-S-P-O-K-E post.com promo code JJGO bespoke post themed boxes for guys that give a damn for guys that give a damn Jesse, can we do that again where you say darn? I don't like all the swearing. Okay, sure. Yeah. Bespoke post, themed boxes for darns that give a damn. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Something's up on the Jumbotron this week, too.
2: Yeah. Retired NC police detective, I think that stands for North Carolina, (coughs) Yeah. Scott Lunsford, known for his work on some unusual investigations, is the author of Cop and Coin, and... Cop and Call, historical based paranormal murder mystery novels, and several nonfiction works as well. He's the author of The Girls from G.I.F.T., Girls Investigating Fantastic Things, a young adult book series in the genre of Hardy Boys, Nancy Drew, and The Three Investigators. All this stuff is available at Amazon.com. And
1: scottlunsfordauthor.com. That's scottlunsfordauthor.com. We're always grateful to share a message from you, the Jordan Jesse Go listener, on the Jumbotron. You can go to maximumfun.org slash jumbotron to share it there. It is affordable. You can wish somebody happy birthday or plug your thing. You can also advertise on Jordan Jesse Go the proper way by emailing Teresa at maximumfun.org. Jordan, a lot of people looking for holiday gifts Yeah, this time of year. I happen to own a shop. The Put This On shop. You can find it online at putthisonshop.com. As we record this, I got up at 5 o'clock in the morning this morning, Mm -hmm. went to the Rose Bowl Flea Market here in Los Angeles, in Pasadena specifically, just outside Los Angeles, and uh, did some prospecting for beautiful gifts, brought home a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot of people really into pins these days, Mm -hmm. a lot of great vintage pins from as far back as the teens and 20s, Um, a lot of uh, vintage men's accessories and men's jewelry. All kinds of really cool stuff there in the Put This On Shop. If you're looking for a perfect gift for somebody and you want something that I literally personally selected personally uh, and paid for with my own money, uh, you can find it at PutThisOnShop.com. And if you use the code TUPPIES, you will get free shipping in the United States on almost everything in the entire store. So go to PutThisOnShop.com and use that code and uh, help me out help me celebrate christmas while you celebrate christmas or your other preferred winter holiday such as martin luther king jr day <laughs> sure <laughs> put this on shop.com and use the code tuppies for free shipping okay we'll be back in just a second on jordan jessica go love It's Jordan, Jesse Goh. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Catherine Spires, the calico unicorn. Yeah, that's dope. That's good. Yeah.
3: Oh, thank you. Congratulations. It's what everyone's always called me. Yeah. Except for the
2: brief special K. Special K and then the Calico unicorn. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Jordan, thank you for hosting the program in my absence. Yes. As always, you did a tremendous job. I was happy to. One of the great pleasures of uh, not hosting Jordan Jesse Go, besides, of course, not having to drive here and look at Brian and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. is uh, that I get to listen to it later. (laughs) So that was very exciting for me. I I was undergoing minor surgery. Oh, on my testes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now. Uh, well, here's the trick. I got a vasectomy. Okay, I, I have three children, wow. Catherine, and I'm. <laughs> I feel bad. I never. I feel like whatever you're gone. Even
2: if you've told me why why you're. Not going to be there that week. I never remember.
3: <laughs> Not even a vasectomy you don't remember.
2: No. I don't think he told me vasectomy, though. Really? Yeah. I think I would have remembered that because
1: it involves the balls. <laughs> and yeah, as you know, I never neglect the balls. <laughs> even retrospectively, thinking about it terrifies me. Yeah. Really? I got this because the thing is, is that the <clears throat> uh, the hysterectomy, the female equivalent, mm-hmm. is a much more invasive surgery. Sure is. Um and my wife and I uh didn't want to have any more children, mm-hmm. but we wanted to continue to have a lively romantic life sure <laughs> and so uh this seemed like the best plan mm-hmm. uh but uh, so here's the thing mm-hmm. if you're If anyone is at home listening and you're thinking about this, I want to encourage you to take your reproductive life. Into your own hands, to take responsibility for your own reproductive life, Mm -hmm. and especially for men who often are are not asked to do so often that's imposed upon the woman in a relationship. Sure is. And so I I would encourage you to do that. However, it's awful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I –
2: I – recently watched a video of some YouTube goofballs getting getting vasectomies. Oh, wow. For fun?
3: For fun, yeah. And and views, obviously. Yeah, of
2: course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just like to give views to videos. I love clicking that little thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. Wait, whose fun was it? Theirs or yours? (laughs) I mean, everybody's. Got it. Yeah.
3: Good time for all. Yeah.
2: I was just watching for the Wix.com pre-roll ad, honestly. (laughs) I love that ad. Uh, And I just thought I'd stay tuned for the video. Uh, But yeah, that was the first. I guess I, before watching that video, had realized I don't I didn't even really know how it was done.
1: Right. Yeah. And they cut open your balls. Okay. Yeah. That's the main technique they use. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a non, there's a non-scalpel version that I think uses laser. Ooh.
3: Both seem nerve-wracking.
1: I had only, one seems like a better way to accidentally get a superpower. I mm. had only had one surgery before. <laughs> it was when I had my appendix out a few mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. And I did not care for that at all. Sure. Uh, was not nuts about that. Uh, right <laughs> from the moment that they uh, <laughs> right from the moment that they told me they were gonna give me some of the stuff that killed Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh. Which I've since heard from multiple Jordan Jesse Go listeners that they've had pre-surgery pep talks that involved. An anesthesiologist telling them, don't worry, you're going to get some of that Michael Jackson stuff. It's like, Michael Jackson died of that, I think.
2: Yeah. I think when you
1: helpful. Yeah. I mean, I think when you're an anesthesiologist, sure. you've gone to school
2: for Lord knows how long to do yeah. this. And you hold thousands of people's lives in your hand each day. Yeah. And, you know, I bet you, you know, you go, you know, you're at a cocktail party. What do you do? I'm an anesthesiologist. Oh, what is that? Oh, well, it's, you know, <laughs> and... You know, you probably it's not the it's not the glamour profession that, right. you know, surgeon, pediatrician, right. um, you know, these kinds of things that people kind of like automatically can like lock into even if they aren't, you know, medical people.
1: Yeah. Basically, it's a type of doctor who
2: accidentally kills people. Sometimes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it just has to deal with that. But if you are an anesthesiologist, you know, for one brief, brief shining news cycle. Your profession was all anyone was talking about. It's <laughs> yeah. all over the news. That's true. Celebrity rags.
3: So for good or for bad, you're going to cling to it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Hey,
1: remember, you know, yeah. remember this. Yeah. So they sent me, when I got that surgery, they sent me out of the hospital in full David after dentist mode. <laughs> mm, sure. Like just completely incoherent. Did you, get a, my did you get a viral vid out of it? <laughs> I don't, I've never had a viral vid, Jordan. Mm. Aw. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm such a show business failure. Yeah. It's 2017. Can I ask you guys how you feel about the genre of
2: I'm filming my child or friend on on a on a thing on a on a on a doping on a doping drug?
3: It seems like the first time it was organic and delightful, but then people start doing it. There's a
1: cynical nature yes, to it now. Yes. Yeah.
3: And especially the exploiting their children. I don't know about that.
1: I mean, I think to be honest that I agree entirely that it is cynical and exploitative, particularly when mm-hmm. children are involved. David After Dentist specifically was worth it. That is sure. one of the viral videos that so genuinely delivers mm-hmm. magic that it's perfectly fine. I, if that kid died making that video, <laughs> I'd be like, well, <laughs> sure. 250 million people yeah. got that joy. What's that, my legacy? Right. What's my legacy? Exactly. Life? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. What, I, I didn't do What shit. do I have? I t- once in a while I hung out with Chris Fairbanks on microphone. <laughs> That's great, but Yeah. So anyway, so so this surgery, I can I can we just talk just a brief yeah. detour to the world of viral things? Yes. Yeah.
2: There, I've been thinking about that first wave of viral vids a lot, of which David after the dentist is one.
1: Yeah. What, a, what else is there? Woman who falls down in in grapes. In grapes. I like turtles. Uh huh. Um, I've never seen I like turtles. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't Did, I don't does think that so. not even ring a bell? No. No, it doesn't ring a bell. <sighs> oh, guys.
3: I'm just a huge fan of Charlie bit me.
2: Charlie bit me's great. It's amazing. Charlie bit me fucking rules. Yes. Um. And okay, so here's I like turtles. Local news report. On a Halloween carnival. <laughs> you have an earnest, excited local news lady, active older gal, mm-hmm. um, a real special K-type. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get it. And she's at a Halloween <laughs> carnival, and she's like, well, I'm here at the Halloween carnival, and, and everybody is looking great. And the camera pans down to a kind of a slack-jawed five-year-old <laughs> who's just sta- who's just deer in headlights staring. She's like, well, I'm here at the Halloween carnival with a zombie, and he has this kind of like black and white, like just shitty, you know, the like the makeup someone does, like a volunteer does for you at like the, you oh, know, the, the block party mm-hmm. at the right. neighborhood Halloween carnival. A non-professional, yeah,
1: someone who carnival makeup situation.
2: Yeah, yeah, someone like, who bought that cheap spirit makeup and then you know is doing the, and you know it's it looks like bad. A, the kids
1: don't know. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's like the kind that you get. I, I got some of this from. Uh, uh, from like a twenty-one year old woman who wasn't going to college and worked at the rec center. Sure. <laughs> um
2: you know, and they can do cat. Nice they woman. can do cat
1: whiskers okay. Yeah. Anything
2: else, uh big ask. Yeah. So this news lady is like, Well, I'm here at the here at the carnival, and I'm here with a zombie. Uh how are you doing today, Mr. Zombie? And he just looks down the barrel and goes, I like turtles. Hard cut. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking rules. But I feel like a guy. I feel like I am the, you know, punk rock died in '79. Man, right. guy with viral vids. I don't want to see anything past.
1: You just go on YouTube. You will watch anything, and you just you just write in the comments, fake. Yes, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> you're you're sick and fake. tired of phony. Yeah. This this surgery. Yeah. Is local anesthetic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which means you have to sit there. And hey, talk, think globally, act locally. Do <laughs> you want a small batch local anesthetic? You have to talk to the man who is slicing open your junk. Uh-huh. You can only barely not see it as it happens. If you were a person, they put up like a scrim. No, no, they don't put up a scrim. Only the fact that like your knees are slightly above your hips.
3: I was going to ask: Are you laying down on your back, or are you?
1: You're laying on your back. Okay. Yeah, you're not You're, s- you're not your
2: squatting over the doctor. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's
3: how pap a, smears are done. So a squatty sure. pot. Oh my, yeah, yeah, yeah there's sure. A lot more squatting in women's medicine, I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the doctor, I came in. The doctor said, "Okay, now sit on my face." <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> And you did the classic Monty Python routine, exactly. <laughs> um, and so it was a it was a, an older doctor who, as I understand, was close to retirement. Mm-hmm. And, well, first of all, it, when the you're spo- you shave your own junk, okay? Because they you the woman in the training, you have to go to a training first. Uh, and I think that's good. I think all this – they have a lot of, like, sterilization safeguards, which is is good. Mm-hmm. Given the history of medicine and sterilization, I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to sign, like, 17 different things.
2: Is there a junk shaving tutorial? There's not a junk they shaving assume tutorial. assume you know how to do that.
1: I just had to go ahead and learn that through trial and error. <laughs> sure. Yikes. Yeah. Um, I did great. I found, actually, that I thought I was making things easier by doing a lot of trimming first. Mm-hmm. But I did great with the razor, and uh, nabbed myself a couple times with the scissor when I was trimming. Yeah, and just a little tiny bit. Did you have a special uh, gentleman's razor? Uh, no, I used a standard razor. Ooh, that's a that's and a, brave. And a barbasol.
2: Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's good cream. Uh, so I have a. I listen. I like people know that if you've been listening to this show, you know that a number of years ago I was gifted. A free Gillette body razor. Mm -hmm. A gentleman's razor for his gentleman's body. Right. Uh, And I still use the product to this day. I love it. (laughs) That's fantastic. We're not being paid to say that. Gives (laughs) you a fresh feeling.
1: Yes. Yeah. Anyway. So you think or I'm ready for my vasectomy. I kind of thought that what would happen would be this. Yes. I would shave my junk Mm -hmm. and I'd go to a table. Yeah. I would lie down. I would watch 30 Rock on my phone. Sure. <laughs> okay. I would get one poke with, like, when the dentist pokes you in the teeth mm-hmm. with the Novocaine. hmm And that would stink. I was not looking forward to that. Yeah. And then that would be the end of it. And at the end, they would say, all right, sir, you're done. And I'd be like, uh, hold on. Liz Lemon has a few uh, romantic <laughs> issues to sort out. Sure. And then I would go, you know, just go home and put a, put a bag of peas on my junk. Mm-hmm. The recovery was surprisingly fine, okay the I, pea thing that's a that's an unrelated sexual fetish you have right <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> I should be anyway. clear yeah. a lot of people say when I say I put a bag of frozen peas on my junk, I actually cook them with butter and some pearl onions
0: oh yeah. so they oh, were that's
1: nice technically they're not fresh peas good they're side peas, good but, side, thank you very
3: seasonal too very seasonal fall
1: dish, sure. Yeah. Uh, I put a little carne asada seasoning on them. Oh, that's nice. Wow. I won't put that on any goddamn thing. <laughs> there's Jesse's food tip. Mm-hmm. Put some fucking carne asada <laughs> seasoning on it. It's got MSG in there. Okay, so uh, the, I thought that's what would happen. But immediately I lay down and the nurse, who is a very kind woman, mm-hmm. starts – there's just – every part of it involves someone tugging on your balls. hmm <laughs> There's no, there's no tenderness. Like, I don't want it to be, you don't want it to be sexual. Right. Because what would happen? I don't know. What happens if you get a boner? I don't know. This probably happens. I don't know. But I you. don't want it to be, <laughs> t- I don't want
2: to be. T- like, oh, we, should, we need to, the, this patient needs a spanking. <laughs>
1: He's been a bad boy. He's been a very bad boy. <laughs> the, just a person just grabbing your stuff and tugging.
3: It's pulling unexpected,
1: it, right? Hither and yon. Mm-hmm. And, squi- and then, have you guys ever had local anesthetic for someone to like give you stitches or something like that? Yeah. I can't remember, but I, I'm sure I have. Am I mistaken in thinking, is this just my body or... Is it never enough local anesthetic? It
3: doesn't work. Right. Local doesn't
1: work. <laughs> what End is of story. it? Yeah, like, the, but the <sighs> b- before it's so. Okay. Get, He's getting worked up. Oh boy! It was a really intense experience. Oh no! We're
2: entering the rant zone. <laughs> oh no!
1: <laughs> they're So they're, put on your helmets. The doctor was a nice man. Mm-hmm. You know. So was the resident. He's showing the resident a few.
3: That's never humiliating. Tips and tricks.
1: <laughs> Not in the slightest. These sure. two men joining and pointing at various parts of my hey, mind. Some interns, parts. I'd like to see your balls. Yeah, they're like, well, on a more remarkable man. Mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> Uh, he did say I, I have the perfect scrotum.
4: Oh, <laughs> <lovely>. <laughs> that was very kind! Uh, wow. I don't
1: know if he was just buttering me up, or sure. he did say it as he was applying butter to his scrotum. Oh, okay. Some <laughs> like pearl onions, a little carne asada seasoning. seasoning. Yeah. Wow. So uh, they they tug and prod and pull, and that's un- unexpected. Mm-hmm. And then they poke with the anesthetic, mm-hmm. but the anesthetic is not sufficient. No. And so every time he did it, and none of it was like horribly painful, but every time they did something, it I'd be like, hey, that hurts. Uh, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, ooh, uh, ooh, guys, uh, ooh, uh, you got a knife on my junk here and, uh, I got a couple concerns I'd like addressed. Oh. Is there not a version of that where you just go out? Uh, there is, but you know, like the thing about, I guess basically the thing about general anesthetic is... You have a one in a thousand chance of dying, or mm-hmm. whatever. So they don't want to give you general anesthetic if they don't have to. Mm-hmm. But literally, before they had put the, the only time, the only the point at which I had enough local anesthetic. Was when it was rolling down my taint, like they were just squirting sure. it at me with basically a super soaker. <laughs> they like had me open and they were just the, filling the me fifty or the one hundred. <laughs> <anesthetic>. Just like. <laughs> 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 sure. Like I was like when you got your taint blasted. Sure. At Burning Man. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Got your
3: taint blasted? I sure did. Yeah. Did you ask to have your taint blasted?
2: Uh it, it was a complicated negotiation. I've heard the yeah. Burning Man is like that. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, a, a man asked me if he could. Yeah. And
3: you acquiesced. And I gave
2: him permission. That's yeah. nice. And I gave him and I consented, no. which is sexy. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> Let me be clear, <laughs> nothing else about the situation was sexy. Nothing else sexy happened, but the consent part, that was.
1: <laughs> the the it it took far longer than I, I thought. Mm. It,
2: How many the, episodes of 30 rock did you mash out?
1: <laughs> well, the man is talking. I'm like I'm sitting there thinking at what point You can watch that two-parter Valentine's Day one. At what point do you tell a man who is operating on you I would rather be watching Dr. Spaceman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what I want. Um, And so I felt bad. But he's talking to me. You know, I think to keep my spirits up, I I think basically— He just kept repeating, perfect scrotum, perfect scrotum, (laughs) perfect scrotum. When you're a urologist or whatever it is that operates on balls, Mm -hmm. um, I think a key skill that you learn— is keeping people talking long enough that they don't realize they're cutting your balls. You're cutting their balls with a knife so they don't attack you.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I unconsciously started to attack them a couple of times. <laughs> sure, yeah. And had to kind of, like, think, it's like, a fight or flight. these men are trying to help me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these men are here to help me fuck, hmm. you know? Sure. And so, which is awesome, which mm-hmm. is great. Uh, and... I, it was all. It was all distinctly unpleasant. Although, like I said, like I, I think, if I had anticipated it mm-hmm. more, if I had thought about it more, or if I knew what was coming better, despite the fact that I did have to take an hour and a half long <laughs> class before I did it, uh, I might have been fine. None of the pain was like horrifically bad. It was just that it kept happening, and I was like, "Can we fix this now? It's not supposed to hurt." Uh, but the one thing that they don't tell you about. They tell you about all kinds of stuff. Shave your balls. You have to go with a jock strap. You have to bring a jock strap oh. or else they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the jockstrap, by the way, miraculous. I may just wear a – I'm wearing a jockstrap right now. I may wear it forever. Nice. <laughs> the comfort of movement that I have right now. I actually auditioned for the Alvin Ailey. Yesterday, okay, <laughs> yeah, and I think I'm gonna get in into their uh holiday production.
3: you're suddenly lighter than air yeah mm-hmm. well
1: i'm 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 sure I'm gonna be the first uh european American member of the Alvin Haley dance <laughs> Troupe, so that's pretty impressive <laughs> uh previously, I was not a dancer, yeah, uh, but I would say the most distressing thing is they put this thing on you and it's like a big pad, and they stick it to your leg, and the nurse said to me. Uh, she said to me, okay, this is for, um, how can I say this? When there's electrocution and you don't want it to, when they use an electric tool. And I was like, are you grounding me? She's like, yes, exactly. I am grounding you. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what the, like, what are they using? A Dremel? Like what electric tool, a cattle prod, like what are they using on me, uh, and then I smelled my own flesh cauterizing, yay, <laughs> oh God, was it distressing,, oh. so profoundly distressing, but the recovery has gone surprisingly well. Oh nice, are you do you feel are you a hundred percent? No, I'm not a hundred percent. How I'm, many peas are in your pants at the moment? Well, <laughs> the other. The other thing that they – the other, you know, they tell you – Have you moved
2: you, on to a Trader Joe's Frozen Trio?
1: They tell you that you can't um, – they tell you that you can't have sex for a week, mm-hmm. which is fine. I can yeah. I can live not having sex for a week. Um, you know, I – granted, I have sex all the time, constantly. Oh, okay. I mean like sure. – I mean, like, All right, okay. I'm
3: single and I'm angry mm-hmm. at you know, mm-hmm. Right.
1: But I mean I can live for a week without sex, but um, I, I realized that I had not asked – about other forms of sensual expression. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, and I don't think I had gone more than three days without sensual expression mm-hmm. since adolescence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I, Sunny Liston, <laughs> training for a prize fight here? <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, what? Am I trying to focus my chi on something? Like it was so horrible. Pretty
2: soon you'll be able to hurl a fireball from your outstretched palms. I
1: got to the point <laughs> where I was on the, you know how you like you Google medical things and it's never a good plan to sure. Google medical yeah. things. Mm-hmm. I Googled these, fra- I'm Googling, you know, post-operative uh, vasectomy, masturbation, mm-hmm. self-pleasure, <laughs> onanism, or whatever. And I'm basically shopping for websites to find which one will give me the least yes. number of days. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not even going to – because they didn't say anything specifically about it, but I was very disappointed to learn that it counts as you're not supposed to do it. So, yeah, I, I settled on five days. It seems like the worst that can happen is that it can be uncomfortable – Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not dangerous. Right. Uh, as long as you're not like, uh, you know, uh, traumatizing yourself.
3: Cause it's the grand finale. That's the problem, right? It's not the yeah. act of intercourse.
1: Well, it's too, well, it's, it's interesting. Like, I think that it is, uh, two things. One is that you could introduce, <laughs> this is horrible. You could introduce a trauma to the site, right? Uh, yes. You could okay, whack right. something sure. on something mm-hmm. or whatever And one is that uh, when one achieves orgasm, one has... Jesse, I think
2: Catherine put it best when she said the grand finale.
1: (laughs) When one kills oneself. (laughs) It's like the Christmas parade when Santa comes out. The muscles all contract Mm -hmm. uh, violently, which can also cause a problem. Got it. Mm -hmm. So that was that was the biggest unexpected thing of of the recovery. Besides how much I like wearing a jockstrap, <laughs> how secure I feel. A new jockstrap lifestyle. <laughs> I haven't worn a jockstrap since uh, I was fifteen and playing on the baseball team. It's yeah. great.
3: You know, women. I should start wearing a cup. You should. It would be impressive too. Oh yeah. I was just going to say, women don't get some sort of instructional class before their first gynecologist appointment.
1: Right. It just comes down.
3: Yeah. I mean, you guys are really catered to. They're just like, legs up, let's do this. What
2: are the surprises within the first gynecological exam?
3: Uh, That you get finger banged. Oh, my. Yeah. That's a real weird headspace to be in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because first they they do that before they do the um, speculum. Oh, sure. Just to check things out in a preliminary fashion. You're like, well, this has never been a weird thing before. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So that's very strange. But no one warns you. Yeah. Good heavens. It
2: seems like there should be a pamphlet or something.
1: You would think at least With a, a
2: little, like, an Ikea person yeah. Yeah. that is yeah. having
1: the things done to them. Yes. You know who I blame? Hmm. Obama. Oh. <laughs> Always. Well This is, all, this is sure. all because of Obamacare, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah, that's true. I say we get rid of it. Yeah, <laughs> get it out of there. No. No more. Yeah. So anyway... Um, Let's just
2: learn about everything from IKEA pamphlets. The
1: the moral of this story, Jordan, is I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm grateful that you were kind enough to fill in on Jordan Jesse Go while I while I was out. Happy to.
0: Hooray!
1: We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry about that. Just had to dispatch some goons real quick. Hi, I'm April Wolf, lead film critic at LA Weekly. And when I'm not kicking butt, I'm hosting the new Maximum Fun podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Do
3: you love genre films? Do you love female filmmakers? Do you love discussions on craft? If your answer is yes, you'll love Switchblade Sisters. Every episode, I invite one female filmmaker on, and we talk in depth about their fave genre film and how it influenced their own work. So we're talking horror, action, sci fi, fantasy, bizarro, and exploitation cinema.
0: Mothers, lock up your sons because the Switchblade sisters are coming for you. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts.
4: La, 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 la.
1: What's up? I'm James,
4: the co-host of Minority Corner.
1: And look at that! I'm Aneke, the other
2: co-host of Minority Corner. Girl, guess what? What? We just hit our 100th episode! What?
3: And what do you think is gonna be in store for the next 100? Probably
2: some more feuds with Jennifer Hudson.
4: And I'm telling you,
3: I'm we'll probably do more investigative reporting too, like we did with the Kodak and their racist film. Not to mention exposing the truth, like
2: how we did with the ugly history of the Texas Rangers.
3: But we always lighten the mood with the splash of
4: pop
2: culture. Olivia Pope's new wig, have you seen that? It's popping. Just like your lip gloss.
4: And Janet Jackson.
2: And you know we like to put our nerd glasses on and talk about things like marvel it's true that's it <laughs> i don't speak about tc <laughs> but you just did what all from a perspective that's black
4: queer and ladylike
2: so come on over and learn laugh and play and join the
4: corner it's a lot of fun i'm having fun right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> minority corner. corner love, you, love you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: And Catherine Spires, the calico unicorn.
1: When something momentous happens to you, like you smell the cauterization of your Mm -hmm. own flesh, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN for our segment Momentous Occasions. I've got great news for both of you. Yeah? People have actually called that number, Uh recorded messages for us, and we're going to share them with our radio friends. (laughs)
3: Hi, Jordan, Jesse, Go, Guest, and Brian. Um, this is Lizzie from Chicago and I'm calling with an Momentous Occasion. Uh, me and my friend Natalie just completed our first Wingathon. Uh, we biked 20 plus miles in high 20 to low 30 degree weather, uh, to visit five different wings, uh, places in Chicago and uh between the two of us we split 46 wings um and yeah i'm just feeling like on top of the world uh we really will be doing this every year and it was great and i yeah i feel like i really punched a blimp today um all right Tuppies forever love you guys bye
1: we love you too first and foremost yeah that sounds fucking rad that <laughs> yeah. exists is it can I ask you a question? Please. And I don't I'm I'm really happy with this call overall. Sure. It's exactly the kind of thing we want to hear about from yeah. our listeners. Uh she really gets it. Mm-hmm. She's in love with us. Sure. <laughs> all these things are great. Yeah. I support all of these things. Uh I guess I just when she said forty six wings. Mm-hmm and then i put it together that she had said that they had split 46 wings right just 23 wings each i thought to myself that doesn't seem like that I mean, that's like 6 wings at each stop yeah i have
3: to say i felt the same way
1: you wanted there, you
2: would be more impressed if it was more wings
3: i am so wildly impressed by the bike riding at all sure absolutely bass, i'm like yes completely
2: but, uh, Catherine, where do you stand on wings in general? It's a it's oh, they're a,
3: such a mess. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't eat them in public. Sure, it's humiliating. It
1: is. You're right. You should get one of these goofy mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> Try oh to yeah, wings in public.
2: Yeah, then I'll know real humiliation. Yeah, just here's just do what I do. Mm-hmm. Drive to a nearby town and eat them in shame. Ah, oh, alone.
3: That's a good idea. Where you
2: know no one's going to walk in on you. I like that. Yeah. yeah, that's good.
1: Wings are good because they're one of the lowest floor, highest floor foods. Yeah. The dynamic range in wings is very modest. Sure,
2: the world, like the like the world's foodiest wing that's been you know sous vide and and foodied within an inch of its life <laughs> is about as good as the frozen one you get at the world's worst sports bar. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah,
1: yeah. And I I I like that one at the sports bar. Absolutely, I give that an eight out of ten. I think the biggest discrepancy is is the blue cheese you're getting. Does
2: it have chunks or not?
1: Oh yeah, I do like a chunk.
2: I mean, that's that that makes all the difference. Well, if it
3: doesn't have a chunk, they're really just serving you ranch, right? Thank you, not, thank not you. Chunkless blue cheese. Thank it's you, ranch.
2: I've been saying this for years, yeah. and no one will listen. I always demand blue chunk. <laughs> sure, <laughs> <laughs> gotta have the chunk. Uh, have you done the history of wings on on the show?
3: I have, and it keeps coming up. But uh-huh. I'm kind of saving it because I'm like, okay, everyone loves wings. We'll get to it at some point
2: for sweeps. Exactly for podcast sweeps.
3: You get it.
1: I do get it. Yeah, yeah you're also going to have Tom Selleck on. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait, is there like a? Is there like a? Are
2: you like? Are you shipping for a big get?
3: Saving the wings yeah. for a big get? Yeah, I mean, if I could talk to Padma Lakshmi about them, that would be amazing.
1: I think that's what we all want to talk to Padma Lakshmi about wings. Yeah. Padma Lakshmi is great. I don't mean to brag. I've had her on my program. Well, mm-hmm. uh, National Public Radio, bullseye. But you
2: ta- <laughs> only talked about mozzarella sticks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I would say if I was going to do a program about wings, mm-hmm. which I'd be glad to do. If, mm-hmm. if, I, if anybody needs someone to host a program about wings, I'm glad to do <laughs> mm. it. Uh, I would want my dream guest would be E-40 mm. uh, because of the number of wing stops that he owns. Oh, <laughs> sure. Well,
3: that makes great sense.
1: And just because I want to be friends with E-40. <laughs> yeah. Leads AKA into, 40 uh, Fonzarelli.
2: To... Stop is good. Wingstop really delivers. Anyway. Yeah. Just, I've never had Wingstop. Is it good? No, it sure is. I should just get that. They're, all, they're, they're nightmares to be in. They're all too small, and it's like one of those places that they don't seem to – I mean, no matter what Wingstop you're in. You can be in a, a Wingstop in a, in a rough part of town or at the Beverly Hills Wingstop. No one seems to want to clean the floor. Mm-hmm. It's always – there's something was spilled Anyway, it's all that blue cheese. How it's many the is the cheese. most wings you've eaten, Jordan? In a sitting? You know, let's see. I bet I could eat I bet I could eat 12 wings. That's it? Yeah.
3: I find that very weak.
2: Wow. Twelve wings? Yeah, you guys are looking at me like I have a pacifier in my fucking mouth.
1: I've yeah. eaten tw- I'm not even into eating wings. Yeah. Right. I've at least eaten 20 wings.
2: I think I I mean, I guess I am I'm never just having a, you know, you have a couple of drinks. I like You're to have another side. <laughs> so it's not, I'm not just sitting down in front of a thing of wings.
1: I feel like I went and ate wings in New York once with uh, my friends, the internet celebrities, mm-hmm. uh, Dallas and Rafi and uh, their director Kaz. And it was some kind of fucking wing place that Dallas knows about. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything about Dallas's physique, but he's a wing enthusiast. Sure, and uh, he knows about this shit. He yeah. knows we, he he's got a fucking wing rotation going. Mm-hmm. He knows where the wing specials are and the unlimited wings, sure, and the, nickel, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. and the premium wings, wing and the, Wednesdays. And I'm there, and I, I'm I'm with uh, I'm with these two guys who love wings and are bigger than me. And I think these guys are going to. Dominate. Me. Mm-hmm. My friend Adam, mm-hmm. friend Adam from middle school. He comes in here. He's like, oh, yeah, he went he went to bro college. Mm-hmm. He got a business degree at bro college. <laughs> oh, no. And he's like, oh, yeah, our softball team would go in the morning to the unlimited wings place. Then come back and leave in shifts all day long to the table so that we could just continuously eat wings all day Wow! for like eight hours eight hours straight. And, and just... we would each eat like 100 wings. Wow. <laughs> but Joe, you know, how many wings do you think you guys could eat in a sitting?
3: I think I could eat 30.
1: Okay. I think I could eat 40 plus. 40 plus. Mm-hmm. I have eaten. I think if you said to me how many have you eaten, I'd say 20. Mm-hmm and i think i could probably eat 40.
2: Would
3: you have to go home right afterwards?
1: Is this a restaurant you can sleep at? <laughs> can i just fall asleep at the, whatever this restaurant is? <laughs> I wouldn't be like like my my stepmother grew up in Belfast in Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. The youngest of eight, single mother. Wow. And uh in genuine poverty. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was like the this was like the 70s and 80s. And uh, they didn't have indoor. Uh, they didn't have an indoor toilet. Wow. Um, and so, in her family, meat was the most important thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And so, at my home with my father and stepmother, she would get so mad if there was meat on the bone, yeah. because to her, the sure. meat was a thing that they got one piece of bacon once a week,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and. I would be leaving some meat on the bone. I would not be carefully eating 40 pieces. You're not sucking the marrow.
3: You have to. You have to make it museum quality. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, you got to leave the bone museum quality.
1: I like to, you
2: know, I like to leave. I've never heard that phrase about a bone museum quality. Is that from well, now somewhere? You have. Hmm, that's
3: like what a... my friends and I say.
1: She's a bone collector. You guys sound yeah. fun. Yeah, we do.
3: Oh God, we're wild. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. have you seen the movie about her, The Bone Collector? <laughs> no, that's about you.
4: Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't, say, but...
1: I didn't know we're here with a celebrity. <laughs> I think Jordan. I think you could. I think you could eat 25 wings. I probably could eat 25 wings. You wouldn't yeah. even have to exercise. It would, you'd have to pace yourself. I'm not saying I would eat all these all at once, one after another. I'm talking about over a four hours of sitting in a right. place where there's okay. wings. Okay. You know?
3: okay. So it's not like a marathon.
2: Like while you're like watching a game. There's a yeah. game exactly. on
1: over the course of a game. I I think think if you put food that I want to eat in front of me, I will not stop eating it until it's gone. Yeah. I feel genuinely
2: challenged by this. I, I sh- shouldn't go out and try and eat more than 12 wings, but I feel like I want to. Like, I I'm shouldn't getting competitive want to. Too, yeah.
1: This. Jordan, you're sort of a wing king. <laughs> I mean, I look up to you in the wing <laughs> department. Sure, I, I'll yeah. tell you that 100%. I entirely look up to you.
2: Boy, Jesse, I think you've just been mishearing me. I'm actually a I'm actually a ding king.
1: Oh, No. <laughs> yeah, it's I fix
2: I fix dents in cars. Oh, okay. I have one of those plungers. I'll God. come to your home
1: or office. Or bother you in a parking lot. Or yeah.
2: bother you in a parking lot. Yeah, if your car. So Good. I'm actually, I think you've been thinking this whole time that I'm a wing king, but I'm actually a ding king.
1: I'm a wing ding. <laughs> uh, sure. It's a little picture instead of a letter yeah. from an old Mac. It's and you're like, thought. what is this for? <laughs> You know, what is this for? Mm. Why, why, what is this?
3: I have an advantage because this is embarrassing, but I played kickball as an adult. Okay. And our league was sponsored by Big Wings.
2: Oh, sure. So
3: everything you're assuming right now. Noted
2: local wing mini chain.
3: Yeah, called Big Wings because why not be classy?
1: You should, yeah, go ahead. Call it Big Wings. Were the wings bigger than normal wings? (laughs) Or are they standard wings?
3: You know, whenever someone has to brag, they're. Sure. Protesting too much, mm-hmm. right?
2: Got it. Mm-hmm. The wings weren't long, they were wide. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, Jordan, I'm with this important too when it comes to I want to be clear. Yeah. I'm not I'm not disappointed in you. Yeah. I just know. You think I'm selling myself short. Yeah. Okay. I, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. what this is about. To my mind, I think that you can be much more disgusting than you've been. To okay, point. okay, <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's so nice. It's just yeah. so
1: funny. It's just coming on. It's just coming in a weird
2: time in my life. Yeah, because I am, uh, you know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to have a healthier year than I have in the past. I think right. I've. I don't know if I've talked about this on the show yet. But I joined a swim team recently. You mentioned the swim team. Uh, you know, and I'm kind of, you know, kind of trying. I'm trying to fight a. I'm trying to fight kind of a bad year with clean living. Right. Okay. You know. Less drinking, you know, healthier, better food, more exercise. Focusing on your chi. Focusing on my chi. Mm -hmm. Not masturbating. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Not masturbating to the point where I could throw a fireball. You're you're going to fight Ali. Yeah, I'm going to fight Ali and then Blanca. Um, uh, Is that how it goes? (laughs) Yeah, if you beat Ali, then you make your way to Blanca. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, this thing that's happening now... This – Jordan's some sort of wing coward. Mm-hmm. I should be – this should be out of sight, out of mind. This doesn't jive well with my new lifestyle, which I've been leaving, leading these past couple of months. I don't
1: think you're a wing coward. I think you haven't embraced your full wing beauty. Mm, you sure. haven't spread your wings. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: can, you, can you get wings without any sort of sauce on them?
2: You can get, it like a, you can get a dry rub. Uh, which Buffalo Wild Wings does very well. Does, if you eat that lemon yeah. pepper dry rub, uh, uh, an, an unsung hero of the Buffalo Wild Wings menu. But he, I-M-H-O. Sorry.
3: But even without the rub, because I guarantee you that has sugar in it. Yeah. So I'm saying that there is a world in which eating wings can be healthful. Sure. If you're just getting the actual chicken. Maybe
2: even, even carb-friendly.
3: Sometimes. Yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least no sugar.
2: Sure. You okay. Can do it.
1: I... I like to often eat food, and my colleagues here in the office, Mm -hmm. from a local restaurant called Ho-Ho Chicken. (laughs) Oh, sure. Which is superb. I mean, we've discussed it on the program. It's a superb vendor of uh, chicken fried lumps.
2: And uh, you're close to, I don't know if this is a a thing you could take out. You are mere blocks away from OB Bear, perhaps the greatest Mm. Korean chicken wing uh, spot
1: in the history of Korean chicken wing spots.
2: Anyway, you get a weird little coleslaw with them.
1: A (laughs) single size... Ho-Ho Chicken mm-hmm. is a pound of chicken, mm-hmm. which is an extraordinary volume, especially if you're purchasing uh, uh boneless. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A pound of chicken is a lot. And they'll give you a little extra, too, I think, because they like you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will eat that until it's gone and I am sick and sad mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because it's there and I like it. And I'll just keep eating it. And I mean, I'm a big man, but I shouldn't just eat a pound and a half of meat for lunch. (laughs) That's not good.
3: Unless you're going to go climb a mountain or kick yeah. someone's ass. or... It's got
1: that lemon pepper, yeah. though. Yeah. I like that lemon pepper. <laughs> I like curry sure. flavor, mm-hmm. too. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, Boy Detective. And Kath Spire's
3: Calico Unicorn.
1: What a joy it's been to have you on the program.
3: Thank you so much. This was lovely to be here.
1: If people want to hear more from you and hear more about your uh, great adventures in food, uh, how can they do that?
3: Uh, they can subscribe to Smart Mouth, which is the podcast, and you can follow it on Instagram at Smart
1: Mouth Podcast. And just to be clear, there's no episodes with Jordan, right?
3: Not yet.
2: Because we
1: don't want to ruin things. We <laughs> have right. got a good sure. thing going. Yeah. I, know. Yeah. I know. You don't want to having... derail a train that yeah. is bulleting
2: to the coast,
1: full speed.
3: <laughs> if everyone wants to skip that one, I understand. Should sure, I get
1: yeah. an appetizer preview? Like, w- what's a what's a nugget that you two unearthed in your <laughs> conversation about appetizers? Uh, I unearthed nothing.
2: Yeah, uh, I mainly <laughs> sat and listened and wondered and wondered and yes. marveled yes uh yeah i mean i think the stuffed rats was really delightful did a
4: number
3: on you didn't it that it, stuck
2: with you yeah yeah i've been trying to just catch rats on the street now and <laughs> stuff some apricots up their butts
3: Oh no, has that's... not worked <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> for a lot of reasons
3: uh most of the episode was not that disgusting no just uh, for the record it was
2: interesting yeah. and
1: relatively classy relative to this show anyway did you learn anything about the roots of the mozzarella stick
2: no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, uh, I did learn that, uh, that for a while it tr- there was a trend in America, eating in the Russian style, the which Russian is style. Um, a, lot of, um, a lot of small plates before the meal.
3: Yeah, we had to um, talk a lot about table settings to get Ugh. into the meat of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. which surprised me, but you never know what's going to happen on Smart Mouth.
2: You sure don't. <laughs> you sure don't. Uh, I genuinely had a great time on the show. And uh, yeah, listen, am I, do I guess on a lot of podcasts? Yeah, absolutely. People want their numbers to go up. They call me.
1: Right. I'll, they want the bump.
2: You know, I'll I'll yak
1: with What does Jordan Morris bring to a podcast? Pumps and a bump, sure, just like
2: Yeah. I'll yak with the movie dudes Mm-mm. or the game fellas or mm-hmm. the pop culture maniacs. Yeah. And I do all these and I'll be honest, I'm fucking phoning it in. Right. I'm somewhere else. Right. Mentally. Sure. I had such a fucking great time on Smart Mouth. It was so fun. It's a great show. Uh, yeah, it's a blast. Thank I, you so much. If it, but Put it put it in that
1: podcast role. Listen to it at normal speed.
3: Yes, please.
1: I haven't been on the show, so I can't speak. to you.
3: <laughs> We'll get you on.
1: I understand they're working on a Wings episode. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But they're saving it. They're saving it for a, a high-profile guest. Might be a good opportunity. <laughs> uh, Daniel Baruella on the boards this week. Our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. You can join us. On the internet, by hashtagging a tweet about the program, hashtag JJGo, Uh, you can review the show in Apple Podcasts. That goes a long way. Um, You can also join us on Reddit, .reddit MaximumFun.reddit.com, and in the MaxFun Facebook group. You can like Jordan, Jesse, Go on Facebook. All kinds of cool stuff going out on that Jordan, Jesse, Go Facebook group from me and Jordan. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter, at Jesse Thorne and at Jordan underscore Morris. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org.
4: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
1: Listener supported.